Good morning. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Heim. Heim is a math professor at the University of Arkansas. Now, last week, you gave us a problem about the Royal Order of the Garter. That's right. So there are 25 members of this uh, very elite group of people. They meet each year for luncheon at Windsor Castle. The Queen is there. The Queen is there. And the rule is that you cannot sit next to the same person more than once Every decade. Now, well, I have a surprise for you. Okay. You know how sometimes life can just be funny, Uh how it works. As it turns out, this week, just a couple of days ago, a few days ago, on the University of Arkansas campus, I interviewed Lord Butler, who is the master of Oxford University. So I'm researching for the interview. I find out he is a current member of the Royal Order of the Garter, no one of the 25. That's impossible. But I found out this information just minutes before I left wow. for the interview, and I thought... That's really cool, Kyle. You know, we were going to be talking about torture and law <laughs> and and democracy. Oh, man. But I thought, well, I'm going to ask him about Royal Order of the Garter, since this is... So, so would you like to hear what he said? Did You bet. You were a member of the, the Royal Order of the Garter, is that correct? That's correct. Is it true that there is a rule that every... You can only sit... Because you have the annual luncheon, and you can only sit by the same person once every 10 years? Well, I didn't know that that was a rule. You may be right. Uh, Certainly when I think back on the lunches I've attended, uh, I can't remember sitting next to the same person twice. It's It's an occasion which spouses attend, and so you're usually sitting next to the spouse of one of the other Knights of the Garter. The first time that you're invested, you sit next to the Queen. And uh, so that's a wonderful uh, thing. And then uh, as you get older, uh, you move slightly further down the table and uh, you uh, sit with um, the more senior knights. But it is a wonderful and uh, memorable occasion. So we had this one-minute conversation about the Royal Order of the Garter. Did he know why you uh, were asking that? No, I thought... (laughs) Once I started to tell him, well, we have this program, and I do it three times a week, and on the Sunday version, we ask a math question, and the professor that is with me was watching this special about Windsor Castle. I thought by the time I had explained it, I would bore him. Well, he handled that very well. So a couple of things there. Well, first of all, I guess maybe this rule doesn't exist. That's what you get for watching television. (laughs) Although he he said in recollection he couldn't really remember sitting by the same person. That's true. The other thing, spouses go, so it sometimes may be more than 25 people. But... Let's not let reality in an ideal math, you know, right. m- mathematical world. So. Let me tell you how I would have solved this. Uh-huh. I would have made up a big chart. Here uh-huh. are my twenty-five nights. Well, that's a good right. <laughs> and and um, uh, say, Sir Heim. That's what I call myself. <laughs> one year sits next uh-huh. to Sir Kyle, who sits next to Sir Mo. Sir Mo from Sir, the Three Stooges. Right. The next year, I can't, and I would just have this flow chart. Right. I don't think well, now, there's anything mathematical about that. Right, but now the problem with that is that you're going to most likely get stuck. Oh, yeah, by year six, it starts to really... Right, it's going to be a big mess. Because, oh, I can sit next to this person, but there's no one else That's who can right. sit. Right. So what you kind of want here is some sort of technique that will always give you the give you that chart, 
sort of automatically where you're not going to get stuck. So I was lucky enough to find a couple of graph theorists on the web. I just Googled the appropriate words. <laughs> in seven, in more than 17 years of Ozarks at Large, this is the first time that sentence has been on the program. Really? I just happened to well, find Well, the some internet graph- just started a few years ago. That's so. True. That's true. so David Leach of the University of Western Georgia and Chris Roger of Auburn okay. uh, were very kind enough to help me out and figure out how to solve this in general. So, in fact, you can go 12 full years, which is exactly oh. the most you would expect. So if you're there are 25 people, there are 12 possible pairs of people you can sit between. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, you can cycle through all 12 pairs. Everybody can cycle through 12 years without sitting through, uh, sitting next to the same person. What is graph theory? Well, graph theory— Does it have anything to do with graph paper? No. Okay. So a graph is a network. It's a— um, it's just a mathematical object that's a bunch of points connected mm-hmm. by a bunch of, of lines. So here we have uh, a network of nodes connected by various kinds of edges. Looks and like so, an atom. Look, maybe to me something. So um, a Rorschach test. So amazingly, it's really actually got a lot of different kinds of problems that we can ask about such things. When, for example, can you take one graph and rearrange it, rearrange its elements to get another graph? Or one of the questions we asked a few months ago about the party problem, you know, the people at a party and you mm-hmm. want to have three mutual strangers or three mutual uh, friends right. can actually be expressed exactly as a graph theory problem. It's okay. when can you color the edges of a certain graph so that you have a triangle of strangers or a triangle. Gotcha. Of... So actually it makes much sense that this could be graphed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's Because a... A, a point... And let me know if I'm if I'm if I'm making this too simple. You have a point, and that is Sir Heim. You have a point, and that's Sir Kyle. The line between the two is the year that we sat next to each that's other. Right. That's now right. Now there's a point from Saint uh, Saint <laughs> from Sir Kyle to say Sir Halle Berry. That's right. You know. So we could use a red line for the year 2006 and green lines for exactly. 2007 and whatever. And so what we want is to come up with a way of so a cycle would be a – we'd have a – it's actually got a name. A Hamiltonian cycle is a, is a path through all the nodes that hits each node once and closes back up. That would be the way of arranging everybody around the table. So, for example, we would want a green path that goes from you to someone else to right. someone else to someone else, hits every single node, and then comes back. Well, we also want a red path that does the same thing but has no edges overlapping – because edges overlapping would mean that you sat next to the same person in two different years, mm-hmm. you know, if the edges went. Right. So, and then we want a blue one and a purple one, and we want as many of those as possible. So what I did was I Googled, I literally Googled uh, complete, no, I, I literally Googled disjoint Hamiltonian cycles on complete graphs. Well, who hasn't? And you know, you're, 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 you have insomnia, and you get up on the computer, that's right. and you Google that, of and course. And here, here it came up. So... <laughs> Here's the solution. Ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. What we do, and this is a really nice solution, apparently due to someone named Waleska about 120 years ago. So what we're going to do is we're going to assign each chair a number. We're mm-hmm. going to use 25 different numbers. One of them will be infinity. So infinity will be where the queen always sits. She'll always Fine. get to sit there. Now, the other chairs are going to be numbered 0 through 23. That gives us 24 different numbers. Right. So you plus 0 infinity. through 23 plus infinity. Right. But they're arranged in a special way. So it's not necessarily in numerical order. That's right. 
so they're arranged in a, in the way that it goes like this. We have infinity, mm-hmm. and then next to infinity we have zero, mm-hmm. and then we have one, and then we have minus one. But minus one wasn't one of the numbers. But we're working mod twenty four. So minus one mod twenty four. If we add twenty four to that, we get twenty three. So it goes zero one twenty three, and then two, which is two, and then minus two, which mod twenty four is twenty two. And then minus, and then three, which is three, and then minus three, which is twenty-one. So so far it goes like this: it's infinity, zero, one, twenty-three, two, twenty-two, three, twenty-one, four, twenty, and so on, and then all the way around the table. You sure so, my flow chart with cards with individual names is not easier than this? Oh, hang on. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, now everybody comes. Now then everybody gets assigned their number. You walk in, you have your card. Sure. You have number one. She has number two. The queen has infinity, right? Mm -hmm. And you go and you sit down in your chair. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Now, the next year, everybody adds one to the number on their card, mod 24. So the queen, infinity plus one is just infinity. She's still infinity, Mm -hmm. as she should be. The person with card zero now has card one, writes one. The person with card 17 now has card 18. The person with card 20. Three now has card zero. Right. And that's it. And then you sit down in your assigned seat. Really? It's yeah, that easy? That's easy. The next year, everybody adds one to their card again. The so, next year, everybody adds one to their card again. And now. Ah, and that's why you have the chairs not in numerical order. That's right. Because it kind of ends up scrambling people around in just the right way. So I have to kind of show a picture of this on the website, how this actually relates to graph theory. But another way to put it is that if we number, we have all these little dots in a circle. Mm -hmm. We have infinity in the middle, and then we have 0, 1, 2, 3, up to 23 around the outside. Then if we connect up the dots in just the way that I described, it'll make kind of a zigzaggy pattern across the chart. And that zigzaggy pattern can be rotated from year to year. That's exactly what adding one effectively does. So it is better than my flow chart and my randomly distributed well, very, index cards. At the very least, it'll work consistently. I I trust this. It it sounds good enough to me that I don't well, need to. You still have to check it. Mathematicians are skeptical well, by nature. We well, require proof. Now, let me ask you this. I want to try to get someone who I think works with this every year. I Major League Baseball has thirty teams. Oh yeah. Now you have to play a certain. If oh, you are, this is hard. Yeah. Yes, if you are, say, the Kansas City Royals, my uh-huh. favorite team, you have to play everybody else in your division, the American League Central, right. a certain amount of times. You have to play everybody in the American League East and American League West right. a certain number of times, but it's not the number of times as the teams in your division. Right. Then there's something called interleague play, oh, where man, every year is... you play some National uh-huh. League teams. Now, so every... do they do this mathematically? I don't know. Every year, every team has to play 162 games. Uh-huh. Every team has to have 81 at home and 81 on the Man. road. Now, how do you do that? And 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 there is a rule. There's a players' union rule that you can only play so many days in a row before you have to have a mandated break. Union rules. Uh-huh. So how do you get? How do you make sure that Cleveland, Kansas City, play the right number of times in the right number of cities? See, that's why mathematicians we like. Well, we you know we don't work in the real world. The real the real world is just too too overwhelmingly complicated. Well, but I I would imagine that there's a mathematical basis for the beginning of this process. I'm sure there is. And I wonder if it's a mathematician or someone at least with 
you know, a math background, who's in charge of this? I'd really like to know that, too. Well, I'm going to try. Okay. Now, they're a little gun-shy because there was a lot of criticism in the sports world this year because Cleveland lost like six straight games because of April snow. Oh. So there's been a lot of criticism. I will put in the email, we're not criticizing you. We're a math show. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so uh, bottom line, Royal Order of the Garter can do it. Yep. That's the bottom That's line. That's the bottom line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah. Okay. All right. uh, I have another little problem. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. So this was sent to me by a colleague who got it from his son who heard it circulating around at his uh, where he's visiting in Israel. Okay. okay. So right. we have a frog that's hopping along the number line. So okay. the frog can be at 1 or 2 uh-huh. or 58 or negative 122. Or... Now, the frog is always going to be hopping in one particular direction by some particular step. So maybe always hopping three Two, forward. Four, six, eight. Yeah. Nine, 18, 27, 36. Or negative 37, negative 41, negative 45. Gotcha. Hopping backwards. By Same four. interval every time. Now, what we don't know is what that interval is and where the frog started. Okay. Okay. Now, the question is... Uh-huh. Um, we have to put ourselves in the mind of a stork that wants to capture the frog. So the stork can pick, you know, basically pick at one spot on the number line. Storks eat frogs? I guess so. Okay. Pair moment of time. So at one, you know, we can pick at zero, and then we can later, the frog hops, we can pick at two. The frog hops, we can pick at negative 78. What, is there a strategy, and what is a strategy for guaranteeing that sooner or later we will nab the frog. We don't know what the interval is for the frog. We, and we don't know where it started. And as the stork, we have a plan. Mm-hmm. What is that plan? So eventually... Eventually. It might take a billion up. years. or Well, as we've learned, a billion is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. So send the solutions... To mathfactor at uark. Dot edu uark or math or also mathfactor.uark.edu. You can find us on the web, and you can also see diagrams of the solution to exactly. this week's puzzle. Exactly. Heim, thanks a lot. Thank you, Kyle. Heim Goodman Strauss is a math professor at the University of Arkansas. Regular visitor to Sunday Ozarks at Large.